discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. He says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified. Bible. I want to share some few things with you in just 30 minutes. Yes. I want to share with you concerning the power of young people. Say the power of young people. Say it again. I'm not sure anybody here is above 50, isn't it? Even if you are, even if you are 45 or 50. Still for you. Even if you are 75, that's still young. God called Abraham at age 75. Or rather, Abraham responded to the call of God at age 75. But God described him as a young man. God still found him useful. Hallelujah. And I'm trusting the Holy Spirit to be able to pick some things up, to glean some things to share, to expound for you. Hallelujah. Every man is born into this world by a woman. Nobody came as a result of coming through a tree. Uh, that is Africa mechanics, isn't it? Africa electronics and mechanics and Africa engineering. There's nothing like that. Everybody in this world, everybody sitting here was born by a woman. Everybody. If you don't believe that the world in which we are has a grand designer, a grand architect, then there's a problem. There's someone in charge of everything. Someone is responsible for all the things that we see around us. All the, there has to be someone involved. It couldn't have come out as a result of an explosion. It couldn't have come out as a result of who caused that explosion to happen. You know, some people call, talk about the Big Bang Theory and how some chemicals came together in the universe. Who made the universe? You see, if you are speaking about some chemicals coming together and an explosion taking place, who caused? You see, because there's a law of cause and effect. Every single thing that happens happens as a result of something that caused that particular thing to happen. I mean, look at this tree. Why is it that this tree does not grow downwards? Why? It doesn't grow down. If you plant mango, if you've done any planting before, if you've planted any seed before, okay? If you've planted corn before, the corn does not grow downwards. You don't have to dig down to go and get your, your corn, your harvest. It's, it grows upwards. Practically every tree grows upwards. I mean, those that have their, their food in their roots, have their food in their roots, and their roots are supposed to be in the ground, isn't it? How come the roots don't appear outside? You see, do you understand what I'm saying? The stem grows down and the roots grow up. Why, why is it that there's nothing like that? There's someone behind it. There's a certain life force. There's a certain power that is behind it. You see, you must understand that God spoke everything into being.
maybe you have difficulty understanding, but that is the truth. God spoke. The Bible says that all the things that we see were made out of things that are not seen. In Hebrews chapter 11, he mentions this. Hebrews chapter 11. Go to Hebrews chapter 11. Let's start from there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 11. Let's read from verse 1. To be 9 from verse 1. By faith. He said, now faith is, isn't it? The substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. Then he says, for by it, for by faith, the elders obtained a good report. Then he mentions the very first elder who used faith to obtain a good report. Or the one, the very first person who used faith to get results. He says, by faith, we get results. The elders obtained a good report. You see, he says, through faith, we understand that the world, the word world is aeons, is the various frames of the world, the various dispensations of the world. Hallelujah. Says the worlds were framed by the word of God. Then he says that so that the things which are seen, all the things that are seen, all the things that are seen, everything that is seen, the rocks, the sea, every single thing around, the fishes, everything. And we've eaten fishes for so many years. For more than 6,000 years, man has eaten fish. We've been eating fish all the time. How come the fishes are not getting finished? There's someone who has spoken them into being and set things in motion. You see, it says that for by, through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. The things which are seen did not come as a result of the things which do appear. So all the things you see around, all the beauty, beauty we see around us. For instance, this building here, when I was going to school here, this building was not here. When I was in school, in, on this campus, this building was not here. Hallelujah. Probably at that time it was, it was a vision in someone's heart. It was a vision on someone's mind. It wasn't seen physically, but to the person it was existing. Now it is seen, it is here for all of us to see it and for all of us to enjoy it. All the things which are seen come out of things that are not seen, including you. Say including me. Say it again, including me. Some years ago you weren't existing, you weren't here. Some years ago, you weren't part of the living. When we, when we talk about the living, you weren't part of them. But now you are here. There's someone responsible for your life. There's someone, there's a reason why you have come. There's a reason. You have not come into this world to come and eat, drink, grow, go to school, marry, have children, look after them to go to school, build a house, you know, and do all those things. And then you grow up, you go on pension, and then you wait until you die. That is not a grand, that is not the design of God for your life. Hallelujah. That is not why you're existing. All the things that you can think about, marriage is not the reason why you're existing. I'm telling you, children are not the reason why you're existing. Work is not the reason why you're existing. I mean, I, I've, I've worked in certain organizations before. I used to work in a certain bank. You know, and early in the morning would go into the bank, They'll task us, give us assignments, and we'll go and do it. And I, I saw people who had been in the system for 25 years, 25 long years, and it wasn't a joke. I mean, this is a job that you have to wake up very early in the morning to go to and leave very late. If you've been a banker before, you know what I'm talking about. Probably a banker, you know what I'm talking about. It's not a joke. The frustrations alone, when it's, when it's 24th of the month and the pay comes, then everybody's excited. 
Then they forget about the frustrations for the month. Then they carry on into the next month. And year after year after year, they go through the same frustration. People are not happy in life. Hallelujah. Someone's life is destroyed because of a certain guy. Your life is bigger than that. I said there's a reason why you're existing. There is. There's a reason. There's a reason why you're born into Ghana. <laughs> I know some of you would have you would have preferred to be in America or some other place. Probably Canada or some something like that. Switzerland or Sweden or something. Where? Bahamas. <laughs> so that you'd be enjoying the beach, isn't it? You'd have preferred to be in some other place, but you are here. Why weren't you giving to my parents? Why are you not my you could have been given to my parents? Why did you go to the kind of parents that you went to? Have you ever asked yourself those questions? Why do you have this father, this father and this mother? There's a reason for everything. There's a reason for everything. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And I want to spend some time to let you see. Probably you don't know why you're around. I want to help you find your way. Okay? The power of the young man or the power of the young, of the young people is the power of choice, the power of choosing. How their future is going to be. That is, that is the power you have. You have, a, you have a certain authority, a certain power to choose how your future becomes. It is dependent on you. There was a day in Israel's life when Israel had gone through a lot of things. Okay? God couldn't use the old people in Israel because the old people in Israel had seen all the things in Egypt. You remember Egypt, right? If you have read your Bible before, you know what I'm talking about. But there was a time that in history, there was a time that Israel was in Egypt. The Israelites were in Egypt. And God brought them out by a man called Moses. Moses brought them out. And when Moses brought them out, the Bible says that as they journeyed in the desert to go to the place that God had ordained for them to go, they were complaining all through the journey. They said so many things, complaining, complaining, complaining. At a point, they said that they had missed the garlic of Egypt. And the onions of Egypt. They could remember how things were in Egypt. So God couldn't use them. Now, Egypt was not a nice place for them. Egypt is a type of the world today. Okay? Egypt was not a nice place. They were in, they were in hardship. The Bible says that their cry came up to God. That is why God sent a deliverer. That's why God sent Moses to go and deliver them. But when he delivered them and brought them out and was taking them into the land that was ordained by God for them to enjoy. Okay, and a land to become a nation in. God mentioned that the land is a land that flows with milk and honey. In the middle of the road, they started complaining that they wanted to go back into Egypt, back into slavery. What kind of people are these? That's what they said. They wanted to go back. And the Bible says that God could not use them. When they went to the borders of Canaan, the Bible mentions that Moses called 12 people, 12 spies, and asked them to go one from each tribe. There were 12 tribes in Israel. He asked them to go and go and spy out the land and see how the land was. When they went, the Bible says they saw giants on the land. And when they saw the giants, they took some of the fruits of the land and brought it to Moses. When they came, they gave a report of how the land was. Ten of the people said, ten of the people that talked that went said that the land, true, is full of milk and honey. It's very nice. But there are giants on the land and there's no way we can go. We were as grasshoppers before them. In our own eyes, we were as grasshoppers. 
and in their eyes were as grasshoppers. And they came and announced that to the whole of Israel. And the Bible says that, you see, these people had seen, they had seen the power of God at the Red Sea. They got to the Red Sea, they saw Egypt behind them, the Egyptians behind them, the Egyptian Pharaoh, the Pharaoh had come out, okay, with the soldiers, thousands of soldiers on very wonderful chariots and had journeyed and chased them up to the Red Sea. And when they got to the Red Sea, God brought fire before them between Egypt and Israel. So the Egyptians could not, for three continuities, they could not penetrate the fire. Now, Israel is seeing all these things. Though. They are seeing all these things. I'm showing you how the old people are. Okay? I'm showing you how the old people are. For three continuities, they couldn't penetrate the fire. The Egyptians could not penetrate the fire to come and come and hurt any of the Israelites because they wanted to come and kill all of them. Or, and return some of them back to Egypt. But for three continuances, God put this is life. Okay? God put fire in between the two of them and they couldn't come. And God told Moses what to do to make sure the Red Sea parted. He told him to stretch forth his rod upon the, the sea. And he did, and the sea parted. And they walked through dry land. They did walk through they walked on dry land through the sea, through the Red Sea. You know sea. Have you seen a sea before? The Bible says the sea. Oh, hallelujah. It was parted into two. Two walls on each side. They could see the fishes swimming in, the, in, in both sides. But they wouldn't come out of the sea to come and hit them or to come and be with them. They were, they were just walking on dry land. And they walked and crossed for days to the other side. Oh, hallelujah. When the, when the Egyptians were trying to do the same thing, the Bible says that the, the sea came together. And killed all of them. Israel has seen this. As they stepped into the desert, the desert, God brought a canopy, a cloud over their heads. A canopy of cloud over their heads. To walk them through the desert. So they were walking, even though they were walking in the desert, the sun was not smiting them by day, nor the moon by night. They were walking under the shadow of God's covering. There was a cloud that was accompanying them throughout the desert. Hallelujah. In the evening, the cloud will become light to become fire for them to guide them and to give them heat because in the desert in the nights it can become very cold so he i mean god protected them early in the morning when they wake up in the morning they will see free food manna of four on the ground when they cried for meat god brought them meat god was taking care of them life at every single point isn't that amazing Yet, when they got to the reason why God had brought them out of Egypt, when they got to that land, the shores of that land, and these ten guys came and said that there are giants in the place and there's no way we can go, they started insulting the guy who brought them out and started insulting God. They had difficulty in believing. And God said that, listen, if you guys get to go into this land, then I'm not God. Because God couldn't use them. God couldn't use them because of their unbelief, their hardness of heart. Even though they had seen so many things, they had seen so many things over the years, over the years, over the months, they couldn't believe God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. They couldn't believe God. That's how the old folks are. They say you can't teach an old dog new tricks, isn't it? It's so difficult to do what you want to do with them. There's something God wants to do with you. That is why you're in this meeting. Listen, before the world began, you may not know it, but before the world began, before God created the heavens and the earth, before God said, let there be light, this day, 
This particular day, today is what, 28 February 2016. God had planned that a day like this will come and you find yourself in a, in a meeting like this. God knew. And God worked on our hearts to allow us to do the meeting, to have the meeting. That is why we are here. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I said God wants to use you. But you have to make a choice to allow God to use you. Okay? You have to make a choice. He says that before you were clothed of blood in your mother's womb, I knew you. Go to Deuteronomy chapter 30. Let's read from verse 19. Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19. Hallelujah. This is Joshua talking to the children of Israel. He told them to make a choice. He said, I call heaven and earth to record, to record this day against you, or to record this day against you, that I have set before you life and death. He said, I have set before you life and death. Then he tells them what to choose. God sets before everybody life and death and shows you what to choose. He says, I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both thou and thy seed may live. He says, choose life. Choose life. Say to your neighbor, choose life. How is your future going to be? How is the next 10 years going to be for you? How is the next 20 years going to be for you? It's dependent on you. It's, depend- it's all dependent on what you do with yourself. Today and onwards. I said God wants to use you. There's someone in charge of your life. Someone brought you. And if you, you, you do, you, you produce something. This microphone was produced by a certain company. Okay? This microphone was produced by a certain company. The microphone has its use. We can't use this microphone as spoon, even though we could. You know you can eat with this microphone, can't you? You can eat with it, isn't it? You can put it, it can go into your bowl. And it can scoop something for you, for you to eat. Oh? You can even use to eat spaghetti, isn't it? Indomie. You just... You can use that to drumsticks. Oh? What else can you use it for? You can use it to dig the ground. Make a hole in the ground. You can use it to fight. You can use it to do many things. Is it true? But what is the original, what is the use of this microphone? Why was this thing done? This thing was not done for the purpose of digging. It was not done for the purpose, it was not produced for the purpose of drums. No! It was made for the purpose of what? Amplifying someone's voice. The useless voice, right? Hallelujah. So you may be going through life doing what you want to do. Maybe you are a microphone and you are using yourself as spoon. You are you are using you are being used as spoon. Are you saying it? You are a microphone and you are being used to dig the ground. Every manufacturer adds a manual. They spend a lot of money to produce a manual to go with the product, to let you know what it was made for, to let you know the maximum usage of the microphone. It is God, whether you believe it or not, it is God who created you. God is responsible for you. God created you. And God, God had you in mind. You see, none of us, even if you are twins, you don't look like, you don't, you don't really look like your, your twin brother or your twin sister. Even if you are twins. Everybody is unique. Everybody is different. Everybody is. Hallelujah. We don't have the same thumbprints, do we? We are different. We are not the same. 
And God took his time to make you. He took his time to mold you. There's a reason. There is. You are not in this life for nothing. You are not here to just barely get by. Just go through. And not know what to do with yourself. No, there's more. Say there's more. Tell your neighbor there's more. Hit your neighbor and say there's more. Hallelujah. There's a reason. There's a reason. Hallelujah. And God has engineered things. He's put things together for you to be here today. God is calling you to choose life for, your, for yourself. To choose life. <laughs> There's so much beauty. God is interested in, in you like more than you are interested in yourself. God is interested in you more than you are interested in yourself. Can you believe it? Pinch yourself and see. Or rather pinch your neighbor. Pinch your neighbor. Try and pinch your neighbor. It's like you are shy of him. You don't want to pinch him. The white brother. Pinch him. Hallelujah. Did you pinch your neighbor? Did you feel it? Was it painful? God can feel your pain more than you, you can feel it. God can feel your pain. Okay? God is more interested in you and your success more than you are. No, how can someone... Is your father interested in your life? Your father is interested in your life. For some fathers they are not. But your mothers are, isn't it? Hallelujah. It makes no difference. Probably you didn't have any parents. You didn't see them. It makes no difference. God is more interested in you than you can ever think about. I mean, just, just think about it. God, the creator of the heavens and the earth, is more interested in me than the tree. He's interested in me than the tree. He's interested in me than the sun. You see how beautiful the sun is? God calls us the, his highest creation. His highest God made everything for man. Everything that he made was because of man. He said the sun. Haven't you read this in your Bible? Let me read this. Let me read one to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I hear at all. Yeah. Alright. Go to Genesis. Say God loves me. God loves me. Let's read Genesis chapter 1. Let's read from, from verse 14. Genesis chapter 1 verse 14. And God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night. This is God talking, right? He said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night. And let them be for signs. He says, let the lights, the light that is shining now, the stars, the moon, the sun, all the planets, everything that you can think about, Mars, Venus, all those guys, Jupiter, you see, this, they all form, they all come under this place. This, and God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night, and let them be for signs. Have you seen it? Says, let them be for what? For signs, and for seasons, and for days, and years. Did you see that? Let them be for what? Signs, and for what? And for seasons, and for days, and for years. You know that the, the, the sea is controlled by the moon. Do you know that? How many of you know that? Yeah, it's controlled by the moon. There are a lot of things that are controlled by the heavenly bodies. In some places they enjoy winter. There's a reason for it. So all those things were created because of the earth. And the earth was created because of man. So everything that you can see around was created because of man. 
That is why David said, what is man that thou art so mindful of him? What is the son of man that thou maketh him a little lower eh, than the angels? That's what the Bible said. A little lower than God himself. I'm not talking about men in general. I'm not talking about human beings. I'm talking about you. God made you for a reason. Say, God made me. Do you believe what I'm talking about? Ask him, do you believe what he's talking about? Ask him, what do you think about what he's talking about? What did he say? I want the reply. What did he say? <laughs> Hallelujah. It means that you are not ordinary, isn't it? It means that the sun is there for you. The moon is there for you. The whole of the earth is there for you. Every other continent is there because of you. <laughs> Let me show you. As we go to Romans chapter 8, verse 26. Romans 8, 26. Just, and we know, say we know. And we know, say we know. Say it again. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. To them who are the called according to his purpose. Since we know that all things, say all things. Do you understand all things? All things mean all things. All things include the things in the heavens. All things include the things on the earth. All things include the things under the earth. You know, sometimes the devil behaves in a certain way as though he's boss. He's not boss. Hallelujah. Say the devil is nobody. Don't be afraid. He's not, he's really nobody. Say it. The devil is nobody. Say he exists for me. You don't say that. He exists. He includes all things. The angels include. Are included here. Man is included here. You know, in First Corinthians chapter two, the Bible mentions the prince of this world. You see, if we first, let's read First Corinthians chapter two. Let's read from verse nine. It will be nine from verse seven. First Corinthians two from verse seven. It is, but we speak wisdom in the. The wisdom of God in the mystery, even the hidden wisdom, which God ordained before the world unto our glory. Verse 8. Which none of the princes of this world knew. He says, which none of what the princes of this world. Who are the princes of this world? The devil and all his courts. The devil is called the prince of the power of the air. He's called the God of this world. So the Bible says, which none of the princes of this world, the glory, the, the wisdom of God that is hidden for our glory. He says, none of the princes of this world knew. For had they known, including the devil, for had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. If the devil knew that in killing Jesus Christ, he was going to allow the life of God that was in him to be made available to all of humanity, he wouldn't have killed him. He would have preserved him. That shows you how the devil is in God's plans. He doesn't know. Did you hear what I said? So sometimes you say that there's a witch in your family who is doing everybody. She doesn't know that she's in God's plans. Of course, not God will that she will be like that. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is that whatever is happening around you is for your good. Everything that is happening around you is for your good. Hallelujah. Which none of the prince of this world knew, isn't it? Just for had they known it. They would not have crucified the Lord of glory. They didn't know it. That is why they crucified him. That is why they crucified him. They didn't know what was going to happen after. When he crucified him, he realized how much of a mistake he had made. So there are some things the devil is doing around you. He doesn't know that he's making mistakes. Hallelujah. He doesn't know that he's making mistakes. He doesn't know that he's putting you on the, on the path of God. To bring you closer to God. <laughs> he has no idea. See, all things are working together. For my good. Okay, you can't. It's it's the plan of God. 
is the beauty of God's spirit. Okay? All things work together for good. To them who love God. God loves you, you must reciprocate his love. It is because of God's love that is why he sent Jesus Christ to come and come and die. For God so loved God, that is why he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believes in him should not, should not perish, but should have everlasting life. If you have received already, then you have that everlasting life. If you have not received him already, your life does not have a meaning. The life of purpose, the life of purpose begins the day you receive Christ. You come into the purpose of God the day you receive Christ. There are people who are walking around. Do you have to say thank you to your spoon when you finish eating, using the spoon to eat? Do you say thank you to your spoon? Whenever you finish eating, you say thank you. Thank you, Mr. Spoon. Thank you for helping me to eat. God bless you and then you put it down. Is that what you do? Who does that? Do you, do you thank your sponge after using it? You finish bathing. Then you say to it, thank you, Mr. Sponge or Mrs. Sponge. Thank you for allowing me to use you. God bless you. Then you put it down. Is that what you do? Those are just tools. There are some people walking in this world who are just tools. They are just instruments. Because they are not, they've not come into the purpose of the, the reason why they were made. They've not come into that knowledge. They are just tools. Say they are just tools. For instance, in Genesis chapter 4, if you read Genesis chapter 4, there's a discourse concerning Cain and his descendants. You remember Cain, right? There was Cain and Abel. Cain killed Abel. Cain and Abel were God's, uh, were Adam's children. Okay? Hallelujah. What I'm sharing with you is so important. If you miss it, you miss something very big. Yeah. Cain and Abel. You remember Cain and Abel, right? How many of you know Cain and Abel? Give me a wave if you know Cain and Abel. Powerful. You know Cain killed Abel, right? Okay. When Cain killed Abel, Cain left the presence of God. And when Cain left the presence of God, the Bible mentions all the things that Cain did. Cain and his descendants did. They did, they did wonderful things. Wonderful things. They were the ones who brought... Should I read it to you? Do you want me to read it to you? Let me show you something in the Bible. Go to Genesis chapter 4. From verse 16. And Cain went out from the presence of the Lord. So all that Cain is going to do now, from now on, is outside the presence of God. In other words, God is not in his life anymore. I see it. He says, And Cain went out from the presence of the Lord and dwelt in the land of Nod. On the east of Eden. Let's look at what Cain did. Go to the next verse. And Cain knew his wife and she conceived. Some people have been wondering what, where Cain got his wife from. Where did Cain get his wife from? Because in Genesis you never see it was Cain and Abel who were giving birth to. Then all of a sudden you see that Cain has a wife. How did Cain get a wife? The Bible mentions that in the Old Testament they weren't mentioning the women. They weren't counting. Women were not counted in the Old Testament. In the olden times. Hallelujah. Thank God today they are counted, right? Say I'm special. By the olden days, they weren't counted. Cain and Abel were not the only children of Adam and Eve. They had sisters. But the male children were the only ones who were counted. Who were numbered. All the women were not numbered. So when, when Eve gave birth to Cain, she mentioned that at long last, God has given me a male child because she had female children. So Cain married one of his sisters and left with her. Hallelujah. Do you understand that now? He says, And Cain knew his wife, and she conceived and bare Enoch. And he built a city and called the name of the city after the name of his son, Enoch. Let's go on. Verse 18. And unto Enoch was born Erad, and Erad begat Mehudael, and Mehudael begat Methusael, and Methusael begat Lamech. And Lamech took unto him two wives. The name of the one was Ada, and the name of the other Zillah. 
Let's go on. And Adab Bejabal, he was the father of such as dwell in tents and of such as have cattle. So they started farming, right? Let's go on. And his brother's name was Jubal. He was the father of all such handle, such as handle the harp and organ. They are the first people to start entertainment. The world of entertainment. They started playing keyboard, organ, and harps. They were, they were creative. They were getting things done. Hallelujah. They started building cities. King's descendants. Not Abel's descendants. King. Look at the next thing. And Zilla, she also bare to Balkane, an instructor of every artificer in brass and iron. So they are the ones who started metallurgy. They started manufacturing weapons and doing all those things. They are the ones, they started education, if you like, in that, in that form. And the sister of Tubakane was Nama. Let's go on. And Lamech said unto his wives, but I, I just wanted you to see what they did, okay? All the things that they did. They did wild things. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. <laughs> but the Bible never records their ages. Because before God, they weren't living. They weren't alive before God. Even though they were doing nice things to help the world develop. In the, in the eyes of God, they were not living. If you read in Genesis chapter 5, Genesis chapter 5 mentions the sons of Seth. Who came after Cain and Abel were born? Seth was born after Abel. And Seth started another line. The line that was in the presence of God. And in that line, everybody's age is mentioned. Everybody's timeline, when they gave birth, is mentioned. Let's look at Genesis chapter 5. And the days of Adam after he had begotten Seth were 800 years. And he begat sons and daughters. Have you seen that they mentioned Adam's age? Did you notice them mentioning Lamech and all those people? Did you see them mention their ages? They never mentioned their age, right? There's a reason. Go to the next verse. And all the days that Adam lived were 930 years and he died. And Seth lived 150 years and begat Enos. So, the Bible lets you know how long he lived for his first son to come. Look at the next thing. And Seth lived after he begat Enos 807 years and begat sons and daughters. All, and all the days of Seth were 912 years and he died. And Enos lived nine, 90 years and begat Canaan. You see, the Bible is mentioning their ages, their names with their ages. He never mentions what they did in this world because they also did something in this world. Yeah. I listening to me. Yeah. But in the other place, they, they mentioned what they came to do in this world. The fact that they were people who started this and started this and started that and started that. But their ages are never mentioned because what they were doing was not in the presence of God. So God did not care about... God could not, God could not say thank you to them because they were just being used as instruments, as tools. They are just like stones and spoons. So you can develop, you can have a beautiful life without God. You can. Do you know you can? There are so many people who have proved it. There are some people who say that God, that God does not exist. And they are fine, they are there. The fact that you say God does not exist does not mean that God does not exist. He's there. He doesn't, he's big and he's too big for you. If you think he doesn't exist or not, he's there. Hallelujah. There are people who have done things but are not born again. They don't have the life of God in them. They are not in the presence of God. Listen, God will not say thank you to you. You can develop things that will be useful in this world. You can be a great brain, a great businessman. You can be a big brain and do great things. You can go to school and have a, have a PhD and do what you're supposed to do. But when you die, 
you'll be surprised that all that you did didn't make much of a difference. You can say that you gave millions of dollars for people, probably maybe some orphans to, to, to have food to eat or to do something. It's all powerful. Good works does not qualify you to be in the purpose of God. No. Hallelujah. You can choose to go in your future. You have, you have future. All of you have a future. You can decide that you are going to develop your brain, develop your mind, and become something. Become a, a PhD holder. Okay? Become a big businessman like Steve Jobs or Bill Gates and get millions, billions of dollars. You can decide and you can have that. You can have that. You are not limited by anything. You can have that. If you work hard enough, you can. But what will God say about what you did? How many of you are concerned about what God will say about you? How many of you believe that God created you? Then it means that you must exist for the reason why he created you. And you must not go outside of what he created you for. Or else you make a very big mistake. When everything is said and done, you will stand before him again and give an account of yourself. You know when we were singing, it said that Jesus Christ is coming again. It is true. How are you preparing for him? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. The future is yours. But you have to be smart. Okay? You have to be smart. If you don't do it with God, it's useless. It's useless. It's just like going to school and writing an exam. Okay? You've been given the questions to, to write. And given the answers to write. You are given the questions with the answers. You got into the examination, you looked at the questions, you looked at the answers and said that the answers are not correct. You write your own answers. Then you put your own answers there. Who do you think is going to mark the, the thing? The lecturer is the one who gave you the questions. He gave you the answers. The lecturer, the one who taught the thing, he gave you the questions and gave you the answers. Just copy the answers onto the answer sheet. You want to set your own question. Do you know the guy who went to school and they told him to describe uh, a lizard, biology. He was told to describe a lizard. The name the parts of a lizard. Have you ever heard that story before? He went to the classroom. They told him to label biology, eh? label and say all the things about a lizard. But he had learned about a frog, not lizard. So when he went to the, to the hall, he said that a lizard is like this, like this. At this juncture, someone may ask, what is, how does a, a, a frog look like? Then he drew a frog and labeled the frog and did all the things he was supposed to do about a frog because he had learned a frog. Not lizard. Hallelujah. There are a lot of people in life who are doing that. They are answering their own questions. Questions that God will never ask. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Why am I saying these things to you? I said that there's a choice you have to make. Okay? There's a choice you have to make. And that choice, you're, you're coming, all things will work together for good for you. If only you love God. If you reciprocate, first of all, you give back his love to him. What is his love? The fact that he has given you his son. If you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior, then you come into the purpose of God. Then you come into the presence of God. The presence of God comes into you. And your life starts on a different platform altogether. If you have not received Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior, your life has not yet started. You are just existing. You may not know it, but you are just existing. Your real use is not yet evident. You are just existing. You are breathing like everybody else. You are eating like everybody else. You are going to school like everybody else. You are going to work like everybody else. But there's a problem. There's a problem. Hallelujah. You can build a big business. Billion dollar business. 
Sometimes I wonder what some of these people will say to God when they go and meet him. You know what I'm talking about. Sometimes I wonder. Because, because people have come and gone. People have come and gone. I don't want to mention names, but you know what I'm talking about. People have come and gone. There are people who, have, who are big in entertainment. They made it with music. Millions of dollars. I know a guy whose watch, just he's a musician, one watch is $3 million. He has a watch that is worth $3 million. And he's, it's on his finger, it's on his hand, moving around. $3 million. Some have gold in their teeth. But what would they say to him when they meet him? Because everybody will go back to him. If you don't believe it, let me show it to you. Can I show it to you? Go to Revelation chapter, chapter 19. Let's read Revelation chapter 20, rather. Let's read from verse 11. Revelation chapter 20. And I saw a great white throne. Say, I saw a great white throne. Now, this is the conclusion of the whole matter, the conclusion of all of the world. What's going to be happening? Okay? And God has showed us what's going to be happening in the future. He showed us where we came from. He showed us how things are going to end. This is, and I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away. This earth and this heaven will flee away from him. And there was found no place for them. So, and I saw the dead. See, I saw the dead. Say it again. I saw the dead, small and great. Since I saw the dead, small and great. There are those who didn't do, who didn't do much and died. Someone I grew up with. I just heard that he had died. She's dead. I knew, I knew her when we were growing up. She was a very lovely person. She's just dead and gone. One day you also die and go. Whether through death or rapture, you still go. This place is not for you forever. Do you know that? I hope you know that. Ask me, but do you know that? Ask him, do you think about such things? <laughs> what did he say? Do you, do you think about such things? Do you think that one day you go? One of our friends around, one of our brethren around, had a DP. He had changed his WhatsApp DP. And he had put a lady, a young girl, who was I think 19 or 21. And she had died. And we asked, her, what? we asked him, what is, what, what is the meaning of this? They said, oh, the girl is dead. She said, ah, how come? She had an accident and died. She has not done much in life, isn't it? She was small, she was young. She has, not, she has not actualized her dream. She's not done anything. But she's dead. There are those who lived a full life and died. And did great things. People like Rockefeller. Big, big things. They became something. Okay? Hallelujah. People like Steve Jobs. Michael Jackson. <laughs> All those wild guys. People have been presidents. If you're in Ghana, President Nkrumah, some time ago was president, isn't it? He's no more, is he? He's gone. Idi Amin is gone. Stalin is gone. Mandela, man, the great Mandela is gone. Say the great Mandela is gone. Gandhi is gone. Atamils is gone. Small and great. I saw and I saw the dead. See, I saw the dead. Small and great. He says they were all standing before God. One day you will stand before God. Tell me about one day you stand before God. Tell the other one. One day you stand before God. Tell the one behind you. One day you stand, you stand before God. Since I saw the dead, great and small, and they stood before, they were standing before God, and the books were open. Say the books were open. 
and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which are written in the books according to their works. Everybody was judged according to the things that are written in that book. If you believe that God is the one who created everything and God is responsible for your life, then you must believe that one day you stand before him. Because the same book that said that you came from him is the same book that is saying that one day we shall all stand before him. Same book. Look at the next thing. And the savior of the dead which were in it. And death and hell delivered up the dead which were, were in them. And they were judged every man according to their works. Look at the next thing. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. 15. And whosoever was not found. Say whosoever. Whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Everybody who was not found. Whether they were small or great. It doesn't matter whether you are small or great in this world. It makes no difference. What makes a difference is whether your book is your name is in the book of life. I said life does not begin until your name is found in there. If your name is not found in there, you have missed your purpose. You have missed the reason why you have come. You can be a big shot. You can drive a big car, biggest car in this world. What are cars? Some I remember in 2000, year 2000, this Jetta VW Jetta had come fresh, and a friend of mine's dad had bought some, and he brought it to school, to secondary school. Oh man. The, the way he, he come, came to do screeching in the school, it was, not a, it was not a joke. Today that car is nothing. It's, it's nothing. It's nothing. That same boy, after two years, he was using the car to open his father's house, his father's, the, the, the gates. When he comes to the house, he doesn't get down to go open the gate. You use the car, you just hit one side and hit another side. And then oh, the gate will open. And he, he himself realized that it was nothing. But two years earlier, he was saying a lot of things about it. Do you know Jetta? Have you seen VW Jetta before? During those times, we weren't talking about Camry and all that. Now we are talking about Camry. There are desires. There are a lot of desires lacking in our hearts as young people. Lots of, lots, lots of, you want to be something, right? God is interested in you becoming something more than you're interested in becoming something. But you must start off right. You must start off right. If you don't start off right, nothing else will work. All the things you do mean nothing. It will be useless. Some of you have started right. Some of you have. You're on the right path. But some of you have not even yet started. You must start well. You must choose. Choose you this day. Whom you said. Say choose life or death. Which one do you want? Those whose names were written in the book of life were allowed to be with God. Those whose names were not written there, whose names have been blotted out because everybody's name is written. So long as you are in this world, your name is in the book of life. If you are here, your name is in the book of life. But the problem is whether your name will be blotted out or kept in there. Because we're looking, it says, and whosoever was not found written in the book of life. It means that their names were written there before. Because so they were looking for their names. If your name was not written there, he would just say, say that go away, your name is not written here. But he looked, he says, Whosoever's name was not found in there. You see, their names are not found because their names are written. So long as you are in this world, God, your name is in there. God has written your name because you are God's child. You are God's, you, God has produced you himself. And he wants you to be with him. He wants you to go in his presence. He wants you to be with him on, in the, on, on, on the day when everything is said and done. He still wants you to be around. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. How is the future going to go? It depends on you. I'm not talking about just your future in this world. I'm talking about your future, real future. It's a choice. And you have to make that choice. Today could be the day when you make that choice. 
That is why we are talking to you, to make that choice. If you have not received Jesus Christ as Lord and personal Savior today, I'm going to lead you to Christ today. Those of you who have already accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and personal Savior, I want to share something with you too, to show you how to really let your future go the way it's supposed to go. Your future in eternity is settled. Now your future here must be settled by you. There's a certain power that God has given to us. Are you here? See, there's a certain power. How many of you are born again? If you are born again, just give me a wave. A lot of you are born again. There's a certain power that God has given to you and I. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. There's a certain power. There's certain gifts that God has given. How many of you have seen an animal before? Any kind of animal? You have, isn't it? At least dogs and cats are there. The Bible says that all those animals are tamed. They can't talk. They can't talk. Can they talk? They make sounds, isn't it? But they, they don't make sounds that we can understand. Hallelujah. They can't talk. The biggest gift that God has given to you and I is the ability to talk. Hallelujah. Your ability to talk. You can set your future in course. It's dependent on you. You are the governor of your life. Now that you are born again, God has given you authority to say things into your life. How you want things to be. You can set things in order. Where do you want to be in the next one year? Where do you want to be in the next two years? Where do you want to be in the next three years? It's not in God's hands. A lot of people make the mistake of thinking that those things are in God's hands. They are not in God's hands. I've been talking about a certain farmer called Farmer Jones. How many of you have heard me say talk about Farmer Jones? Some of you. There was a farmer called Farmer Jones. His name was Jones, right? And there was a day a man was driving past his farm. And a man stretched, you know, he got his head out of the, the, the car and went to him and said, Farmer Jones, look at how beautiful your farm is looking. Your farm is looking so beautiful. Then Farmer Jones also stretched out his hand and shouted and said that, you should have seen it when God had it. When only God had it. You should have seen the way the farm was when only God had it. Is that not a daring statement? Is it not, is it not a daring statement? That's what he said. You should have seen it. My father, you should have seen it when only God had it. It wasn't nice. It was useless. You see, when a piece, piece of land is lying down, bare, God would rain his rain on it, isn't it? The rain comes down on it, isn't it? Is it true? The sun will come down on it, isn't it? What will you have on that land? If there's no man there to till it, you have weeds. Nothing will work, isn't it? So for Majon said that it, it was only weeds and trees growing haphazardly, growing ways and, in, in ways that were not supposed to. In a disorderly manner. Nothing was working until I came in. And when I came in, I took a cutlass, I took a hoe, I took a tractor and did all that I was supposed to do and planted seeds in that ground. And God rained. And when God rained, His rain and the sunshine and the seeds that I planted made sure the thing came and become a nice farm. You are in charge of your life. Are you born again? I said you are in charge of your life. How your life goes is solely dependent on you. God has done his part. And God is still doing his part. He has done his part. He has gotten you. If you are born again, I said your life has begun. Purpose has begun for you. And all things are working together for your good. Including all those terrible things that you think. Your life has purpose. Your your life has meaning. Don't you understand? Oh, hallelujah. If you are born again, your life, you have started life. 
you have. Let's read in James, the book of James. How many of you are learning something? How many of you are learning anything? All right, I'm glad. James, the book of James. Let's read from verse 1 so that we, we, we really understand it some more. He says, My brethren, be not many masters, knowing that we shall receive the greater condemnation. He says, Not many of you should be masters or teachers, right? That's for another day. Let's go on. For in many things we offend all. If any man offend not in word, the same as a perfect man, the same as a matured man, and able also to bridle the whole body. He says, The one who is able to talk right is able to make sure his body goes the way it's supposed to go. Isn't it? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I, this is so nice. I want to show it to you and I will close. Okay? I want to show it to you. How many of you want to see it? I said you are the governor of your own life, isn't it? You are the lord of your own life. He says, Behold, we put bits in the horse's mouth. You know bits. What is used to control the horse is in the mouth, isn't it? He says, Behold, we use bits in the horse's mouth that they may obey us. And we turn about their whole body. How do you turn about the whole body of the horse? By putting something small in the mouth of the horse. To move the horse. When you move the horse, the horse will move. Because there's something in the mouth. Which you are holding. It's called a bit. Let's go on. Behold, also the ships. Have you seen the ships? How many of you have seen the ship before? Even if it's not live, you've seen a ship on TV before, isn't it? Ships are very big. This whole place, okay, can be... It's, it's, it's one of the smallest ships. If a ship is like this, it's not, it may not even be described as a ship. It will be described as a boat. Ships are about 12 times the size of this building. Very huge. Very big. Okay? He says, Behold also the ships which, though they be so great, they are so great. Says, even the Bible admits that they are so great. He says, Though they be so great and are driven of fierce winds, they are fierce winds that come. He says, Yet are they turned about with a very small helm. That huge ship is turned around by a small rudder, a small helm. Are you listening to me? Yeah. A small helm. He says, Yet are they turned about with a very small helm. Whithersoever the governor listed, wherever the governor, wherever the captain wants the ship to turn to, all he needs to do, he doesn't need to come out of the ship and push the ship and say, There's nothing like that. All he needs to do is to stand behind the helm and turn it the way he wants it to go. And the whole big ship, which can be as big as 12 times of this place, will turn. Have you seen it? Then he says that even though they are driven by fierce winds, there are a lot of things that hits the, the, the ship. A lot of winds, a lot of waves. But it will go, if the ship sets course from here to Canada, it will go to Canada. It won't go to any other place. It won't mistakenly end up in America. It will go straight to Canada. Hallelujah. Go to the next verse. Even so, say even so. Say even so. Hit your neighbor and say so, so even so, even so. Even so. Tell your neighbor, even so. Even so. Did you hear that? He said, even so. Hmm? Even so, the tongue is a great, is a little member. Your, your tongue is a little member and boasts great things. Your, you see, your tongue is a small. Have you seen your tongue? See your tongue. Touch your tongue and let me see. You see how small your tongue is? Very small, right? Yet your tongue is what controls your whole life. Your tongue controls your whole future. 
He says, even so, the tongue is a little member and boasted great things. Behold, how great a matter a little fire kindleth. In other words, you see. Oh, let, let's go on. I'll, I'll, I'll show it to you. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members. That it defiled the whole body and set it on fire the course of nature. And it is set on the fire of hell. He says, if you don't talk well, your mouth will take you to hell. How will you become born again? If you are not born again here today, how will you become born again? With your mouth. The Bible mentions Romans chapter 10. You see how, listen, born again is so important. This most important thing is dependent on your mouth. Can you imagine? The most important thing in life, which is where you spend eternity, is determined by your mouth and what your mouth says. In Romans chapter 10, from verse 8, he mentions says that the word is nigh thee, even in thy heart and in thy mouth. The word of faith which we preach, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God has risen from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. With the mouth confession is made. So your future and where you spend eternity is determined by your mouth. That is not the only thing. Your future here on earth and how things go is dependent on your mouth as a child of God. Yet he says that the mouth is set. Have you seen how you can insult very easily? Have you seen it? Yeah. Ask me, have you seen how you can insult very easily? Have you seen how you can say terrible things very easily? Ask him, have you seen how you can say terrible things very easily? Have you seen it? You can say terrible things. You can say, go away. I don't know what is going to happen to me. Life is difficult. I don't know whether I'll ever get a job, a good job. I don't know if I'll ever marry. Most of the ladies ask those questions. I don't know if I'll ever marry. I'm 26 now. I'm dead. Sometimes something happens and you say, hey, I'm dead. <laughs> Hallelujah. The tongue is naturally set on the cross of fire, the cross of hell. You must bring your tongue the way to the place where it's supposed to be. And the tongue is a fire, a word of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members that if it defiled the whole body and set it on, on fire the course of nature it sets on fire the course of nature so you can set the course of your life i'm so excited about the fact that god does not leave us in the dark sometimes some people say that life we don't know what is going to happen we don't know what is going to happen in the future nobody knows tomorrow have you heard that before how many of you have heard that before nobody knows tomorrow there, is, there are even songs about it nobody knows tomorrow Nobody knows tomorrow. But you can fast, you can make sure tomorrow goes very well. You can know tomorrow with your mouth. Look at the next thing, verse 7. For every kind of beast, have you seen it? And for every kind of beast and of birds and of serpents and of things in the sea is tamed. Says they are all tamed. And has been tamed of mankind. This is tamed. They don't have that is why dogs can't be born again. That's why dogs can determine their future. Goats, have you seen a goat before? Goats do not determine their future. It is the owner that determines the future. And the future of every goat is that it will end up in someone's tummy. Is it true? Or someone's fufu or something. Every goat. So they can't determine how their life should go. The chicken cannot decide how its life is going to go. 
the more we feed it, the more excited they become. They don't know that we are preparing them for Easter or preparing them for Christmas or something. Hallelujah. They can't tell. They can't. They don't know where they are going to. They don't. They can't determine their future. But God has given us. He says He has tamed. All of them are tamed. They are tamed of mankind. Let's go on. But the tongue can no man tame. The tongue that you have can no man tame. It's an unruly evil, full of deadly poison. If you learn your tongue like that, to talk the way everybody talks, it will take you into poison as a child of God. And if you are not born again, to take you to hell. Your tongue. Let's go on. There would bless we God, even the Father, and there would catch we man, which are made after the similitude of God. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Let's go on. Out of the same mouth proceeded blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not so to be. He says, these things, the things I've spoken about, should not be like that. How should they be? You must speak life. Jesus said that the words that I speak unto their spirit and their life. You must take the word of God and speak the word of God into your life. What do you want to see in your future? Hallelujah. <laughs> Everything is in your hand. He says you are the governor of your own life. You are the captain of your own life. God is reigning. God is bringing his word. You must use it to do what you want to happen in your life. Hallelujah. This is the power of the young people. The power of choice. And the power of the tongue. Hallelujah. What do you want to see? Ask your neighbor, what do you want to see? What do you want to see? Stop thinking about your, your house. Eh? If you live life from your house, you never get anywhere. Because I know you are not coming from a good home. Even if you are, your father's money is not your money. You know that? How is your life going to be? It's dependent on you. How is your future going to be? It's dependent on you. God has given you that power. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, let's read from verse 21. 1 Corinthians 3 21. It says that all things are yours. 1 Corinthians 3 21. Therefore, let no man glory in, in, in men, for all our what? says, for all things are yours. If you are born again, the Bible says that all things are yours. All things are yours. Everything is yours. That is why he said that all things work together for the good of them that love God. To them that are called according to his purpose. If you are born again, you are called according to his purpose. Your life has begun. God has told you that he has given you. He says, all things, for all things are yours. Look at the next thing. Whether it is Paul or Apollos or Cephas or the world or life or death or things present or things to come, all are yours. He says, life, death, things present, things to come. The future is yours. Today is yours. Every time, everything is yours. All things are yours. And all things are working together for your good. But they will not go the way you want them to go if you don't talk the way you are supposed to talk. So when you wake up in the morning, you say to yourself, all things are mine. I am going somewhere. Do you understand what I'm saying? Are you born again? Ask your neighbor, are you born again? Ask him, are you born again? Then you have a power. You have an ability. And it comes from God. And it is in your mouth. You must speak rightly. You must say right words. The Bible says that how forceful are right words. When you say the right thing, you see it happening in your life. You see all of us here? I spoke all of us into being some years ago. All of us here, I spoke us into being. I prophesied about you before. And you are here today. The next time we have this meeting, this place will be packed out. This place will be too small. The next time we do it. I'm, I'm just talking about my future. I don't know about you. 
So you don't. I said you don't look at your home. You don't look at where you are coming from. As a Christian, you don't look at. You don't. You don't decide and make choices based on your home. Consider your father. Whether your father has money or mother doesn't. What is happening? I don't know what is going to happen. No. Okay. What do you want to see? The Bible says all things are yours. Whether it is life, life is yours. Death is yours. It means that you can choose when to die. Did you hear me? I'm not the one saying. It says whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas or the world, this whole world belongs to you. Then it says all life, all death, all things present, all things to come. Then it says all are yours. And ye are Christ, and Christ is God's. That's the next thing. And ye are Christ, and Christ is God's. It says all things are yours. So if you want to run a billion dollar business, how do you how are you going to run the billion dollar business? Decide on it. That is what I want to do. What do you do next? Start talking about it. Start speaking into it. Are you born again? Start it, is, it is the power of God for you. Don't ignore it. If there's sickness in your body, you must start saying, speaking health for yourself. Stop saying that I'm sick. I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. You are making a mistake. You are making a very big mistake. Start saying I'm health. I'm strong. I'm healthy. I'm full of life. By his stripes I was healed. That is what you should say to yourself. Are you listening to me? Hallelujah. See, I'm full of power. I can determine how my future should go. Say it again. I can determine how my future should go. My future is not in someone's hands. Say it. My future is not in someone's hands. Turn to your neighbor and say, my future is not in your hands. Turn to the other one and say, my future is not in your hands. My future is in my own hands. (laughs) And it's in my mouth. Did you see it? Did you catch what I'm saying to you? Yeah. It means that you can go anywhere. You can be anything. And God wants you to be big. It's God's desire for you. Your desire to be big is not evil. Okay? Your desire to be influential. I believe in being influential. Because God believes God believes in it. I know God has created me to be influential. When God created man, he didn't, create, he didn't create Adam to be dominated by circumstances and dominated by situations. He created Adam for Adam to dominate situations and circumstances. God said that they have dominion. That's what God said. He said he should have dominion. It means that sickness cannot have dominion over you. It means that the economy of this world cannot have dominion over you. Are you seeing it? The economy of this country, it can't have dominion over you. But if you keep talking about how Muhammad is not running the economy well, you, you are too young to be talking like that. Don't talk like the old people are talking. I spoke about the old people some few minutes ago, isn't it? Do you remember? Yeah. If you talk like that, God can't use you. God wants to use you. That's why he's talking to you like this. God wants to use you. God wants to use you to do a great work in this world. That is why he's talking to you. Hallelujah. Oh, praise the Lord. See, I'm going somewhere. See, I'm going somewhere. I know my life. I know my purpose. I've been called according to God's purpose. Say I've been called according to God's purpose. Hallelujah. And I'm going somewhere. I'm going somewhere. See, I'm going somewhere. Don't joke about it. I said your whole future is dependent on what you are saying. Did you hear what I said? You can choose not to believe what I'm saying. You can choose to decide to, to talk anyhow. To talk about failure and talk about how inconsistent you are in life and how dumb you are. You can choose to, because a lot of you talk like that. A lot of people talk like that. You know that? A lot of people talk like that. God is teaching you how to talk, what to see. 
it's a gift from God. The ability when you speak, words are so powerful. Words are so powerful. Your words. The Bible says that by your words you shall be justified. By your words you shall be condemned. By your words you shall be justified. You shall be declared right. And by your words you shall be condemned. That is a born again experience. By your words you shall be made righteous. By your words you shall be put in hell. Apart from that, it means every other thing, single thing too. If that business is going to work, it's dependent on your words. Dream big because God has given you his ability to dream. When you dream, speak it into being. Start saying it. This, 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 this is the ability of God. You know that. How did God create the heavens and the earth? He created it with his words. He spoke words into being and they happened. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Say I'm different. Say it again, I'm different. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Have you learned something? How many of you have learned something? Say I'm going somewhere. I said don't joke with it. Okay? Don't joke with it. It is too true. It is the biggest truth you can ever think about. Your words. You are where you are because of what you have been saying. It's not because of your mother. It's not. Some people say that my mother didn't treat me well. Don't worry about it. You are here now. My father did not look after me. You are here now. Right? How your life is going to be in the next five years is solely dependent on you and your words. It is a power and ability that God has given to you. Ask your neighbor, what do you want to see? You see, I can just see your future. As I'm talking to you now, I just saw a vision. I can see your future and how your future is going to be. See, my future is full of glory. Full of beauty. Full of influence. Hallelujah. So that is my life. Upwards only. Forwards only. No, no declining. No backward movements. Say no backward movements. Upward movements only. Say it, upward movements only. Upward and forwards movements only. The Bible says that the path of the just is the shining light that shines brighter and brighter onto the perfect day. You are the just. If you are born again, you are righteous. Because you are righteous, you must speak right. Hallelujah. Oh, my future is bright. My future is so bright. My future is so bright. I need I need shades. I need shades to look at it. <laughs> Say my future is so bright. That I need shades. I need shades. Tell your neighbor, give me some shades. Give me some shades. Give me some shades. So I can look at it well. Yeah, my future is so bright. Yeah. Say I'm gonna do big things for God. Hallelujah. Say I'm existing for him. Say it again, I'm existing for God. Hallelujah. But the purpose of God for your life is that you do well. In Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11, it says, well, I know the thoughts that I think towards you, say the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. Thoughts to give you an expected end. Other verses say to bring you to, to give you a future and a hope. Isn't it? To give you a future, to give you God's, God's plan is to make you big. Nobody should be obscure. Nobody should be in a corner. You have not been born for the corner. Selling some watch here in a corner. If you start watching, if you are selling watches, that watch should be an international watch. Not to be a shoemaker in the corner. If you are doing shoemaking, that shoemaking should become big. It should go to Italy. Your shoe should be so good that it can go to Italy for it to sell. Where they make the best shoes, it can go there. It's up to you. However you want, if you want to be in a corner, oh, it's okay, you can be in a corner. 
And make sure you don't come and complain when you see me doing big things. Because I'm, I'm telling you what I know. I'm telling you what God has said. Hallelujah. See, I'm going somewhere. See, I'm going somewhere. If you're a professor, be a professor with a difference. If you're going to be, if you want to be a professor, you will be a professor. But be a professor with a difference. One whose students go to the ends of the world doing great things. Hallelujah. But you can't have these things happening to you if you've not yet given your life to Christ. I told you initially. If you've not given your life to Christ, it can't happen. If you've not been through the Spirit, it can't happen. The Holy Ghost is the one who helps your fire to burn, your desire to burn, to go where God has called you to go. It's the Holy Spirit who does that. Hallelujah. So if you are here, and you have not given your life to Christ before, and you want to give your life to Christ today, I want you to lift your hand. Everybody else, close your eyes. Just rise up on your feet. God bless you for listening. Keep listening to the word as Christ is made the center of your world. For prayer and counseling, call 024-563-8314 or send an email to info at christworldinc.com. God bless you.